0: Cynthia Hyatt. I
1: hear the Well welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt and I'm so glad that we are spending some time together today. I hope you enjoyed the show yesterday with Lisa Payway and talking about this great event on February 10th with um, Envision. Equine Therapeutic Writing Services. And so I'm really excited about this event. I want to make sure that you know you are totally invited. It is free. There's all kinds of fun things that are going to happen. You get to pet horses, paint horses, see what the horses are like, and really understand what we're doing for the inner city people and for girls um, that are staying at Florence Crittenden. So it's a really amazing program, and... I know I send a lot of my clients to Lisa and to um, different places that do equine therapy. So make sure you check it out. It's at The Bridge, which is United Methodist Church in central Phoenix. Well, kind of downtown Phoenix, actually, around Thomason and 19th Avenue, I believe. So hope to see you there. Now, we've been spending the last two weeks on gender, and last week was a lot about What makes a man feel loved? What makes a woman feel loved? And so we really do need to know what what really causes someone to feel loved and not love them the way we want to be loved, but love them the way that they need to be loved. And we want to love God's God's world as well. And we want to love that and the people that he has created. We want to love them well. So we're going to take the next couple of days and talk about generosity. And I want to ask you, are you generous? Is that a quality you have? Is that a quality you need to work on? Are you a generous person? And one of the reasons that this is a great dovetail to all that work we did on relationships is because generosity is a huge godly quality. We have a very, very generous God. And generosity in relationships is very, very helpful, very restorative. It really fills in the gaps where we maybe aren't our best or don't do as well as maybe we should. And so this is a quality that's a lot like unselfishness. Someone showing generosity is happy to give time, money, food, or kindness to people in need or just people in general. So generosity is a quality. It's like honesty and patience that we Probably wish we had more of. When you show generosity, you might give things away. You may give people money. You may put others before yourself. But truly, the quality of generosity is more than cash and things. Think about this when you are forgiving and you're gentle to people, you're showing generosity of spirit. If you give others credit for what they've done or help them, this shows generosity. When you're courteous, this is generosity. Patience, understanding, equanimity. When you are practicing those types of things, that's generosity. The world would certainly be a better place if more people showed generosity to others. So start learning this word, generous, this word generosity. And this is, the definition of this word is the trait of being willing to give your money, your time, your heart. To give what you have freely and without expectation. And so 1 Timothy chapter 1, 14 through 16 says, And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It's a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. The grace of God was more than abundant. God was so generous, he gave himself fully, completely. He came to earth as a human, died a horrific death for us. That's generosity, and he gives it to anyone that wants it. Anyone can have that gift. He will give it to anyone. So we have the famous John three sixteen through 18. This is out of the Message Bible. I really like it. It says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. And God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help. To put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him has, a, has long since been under the death sentence without even knowing it. And why? Because that, failure, that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. And so this is a really powerful, very worthy quality. Because it is straight from the heart of God. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses two through four. This is the Message Bible, and it's it's entitled "The Offering." He says, "Now, friends, I want to report on a surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia." And we've talked about this verse in previous shows. Fierce troubles came down on those those people of the, those churches, pushing them to the very limit. But the trial exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy. Though desperately poor, the pressure triggered something totally unexpected. An outpouring of pure and generous gifts. That's amazing. Does pressure cause you to become a better person? Does stress strain and pain? And you've heard me. I I, I coined this saying, if there's anything good in someone pain will find it out so many times we see the poorest people are many times the most generous I've gone to Uganda four times now they are the most generous people and they have nothing they don't even have running water food is more expensive than technology they can get a cell phone. They're on, they're on Facebook with me and they text me on, you know, on WhatsApp. And they have, they have more access to technology than they do to food and water. They are such an oppressed people. And they are so generous with me. See, generosity brings hope, healing, inspiration, energy, relief, and encouragement. When you are generous with someone... If it's just giving them a smile, opening the door for them, waving when they let you into the lane, any of these types of things, that's generosity of spirit, of heart, and it always is energizing to the person that receives it, and it's inspiring, and it causes them to be generous to the next person they interact with. So let's make this simple just give what you have. If you don't have finances, give approval. If you don't have enough finances, give patience. Give acceptance, a smile, a thank you. If you're a courteous person, that's generosity because it just makes everything easier, softer. It makes a very harsh world a softer place. But generosity is the most powerful in our closest relationships. See, this is how we love generously in our most intimate relationships. Things like getting over something quickly, letting it go, overlooking a foible, accepting them for who they are, where they are, praying for them instead of complaining about them. Finding compassion and mercy for their condition. You want to distinguish between the irritating, annoying, frustrating, unattractive versus the illegal, immoral, dangerous. Let them be God's problem. Ask yourself, do I need to be judging them? Is their behavior actually keeping them out of heaven? Not if they're a Christian. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. So love them as God loves them. Trust that he is doing a good work in them. That God is far more concerned and aware and committed to their problems and behaviors than you could ever be. He died for them. You don't think that's commitment? He's not just going to walk away from what he, died, what he died over, who he died for. So this is where we say, oh, I need to take the plank out of my own eye before I address the splinter in your life. So let's look at the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. And we've done a show on this as well. And we're not going to be really elaborate here. But when you think about the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, these are the things that we want to give generously. So I've explained before that the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, they're supernatural expressions of God, and they're intended to encourage and comfort the body of Christ. But they are different in in many respects. And so the Bible describes the fruit of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, generosity of spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit are a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, special faith, healings, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, various kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And that's 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. Now, we know that God wants us to have both. Because unbelief, ignorance, and disobedience, the Church has two common problems concerning spiritual gifts they either lack the use of it or they misuse the gifts. Both of these problems would be solved if Christians truly believe that they died with Christ and they no longer relied on their natural abilities. What I want you to think about is the gifts of the the, the fruit of the spirit support the gifts. If you have a gift that God has given you, word of knowledge healing, words of wisdom, but you have no love, right? It's harmful. So he wants us to de- to desire both the fruit and the sp- and gifts of the Spirit. But he says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So follow the way of love. This is 1 Corinthians 14.10. Follow the way of love and then eagerly desire spiritual gifts if God gives them to you. But the fruit supports the gifts. And this is a really important issue to understand why we are wanting to be generous. So the Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. That's Romans eleven twenty nine. This means that the gifts are not loaned out and then recalled. This is is generosity. See, if someone falls away from the faith and becomes carnal and ungodly, they still have the gifts of the Spirit. God does not revoke them. And we have the example of King Saul in 1 Samuel 19, 18 through 24. King Saul was rebellious, ungodly, depraved, and he still prophesied. So the gifts don't necessarily reflect spiritual character and sanctification. Whereas the fruit is an expression of the person's character and how sanctified they are. So this is why it's very important to really, really practice the fruits of the spirit as a part of character. This is a part of of, of our ethics. This is Christian ethics. This is having integrity. And remember this this verse, you shall know them by their fruit, not their gifts. So generosity is a character virtue, and it has lasting power in its effects. And we know that God is going to hold us accountable for both our fruit and our gifts. And I don't want to stand before God one day with all the gifts maybe he gave me, and him say to me, Yes, I gave you gifts, but you had no love. You had no generosity of spirit. And so, what good were the gifts if you don't have the fruit? So, what else does God say about generosity? What are characteristics of a God honoring person that is generous? Well, I like, I, there, there are 10 characteristics that I can find. Of God honoring giving. This is the reflecting of God's extravagant generosity. And the life of generosity reflects God's nature in a very special way. Are you eager to give and to meet the needs of others? The following characteristics of giving provide a really helpful guide as we remember the words of the Lord Jesus and how he said, this is Acts Chapter 20, verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So, the first characteristic of God honoring generosity is the motivation of genuine love. So, think about this is it possible to give without loving? Absolutely. We have a lot of people that uh, give a benevolent benevolence and money. Um, because they have a tax write-off? Are they doing it because they love? Or are they doing it because the actual giving of those finances benefits them? So we have 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen three. It says, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and I have no charity, it profit me nothing. On the other hand, God's example demonstrates that the presence of genuine love motivates giving. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. His love motivated him to die for us. So when you genuinely love someone, you will give to meet his or her needs without the motive of personal reward. God's love motivated him to be generous with his life to the point of losing it. So you give without expecting or needing to receive in return. The love in your heart is more important than the gift in your hands. It gives meaning to your actions and strengthens your relationships. So this type of giving reflects God's generosity. And through it, He can accomplish such redemptive work. So let's look at 1 John three seventeen and 18. It says, Who so hath this world's good, and seeth his brother having need, and shuts out the bowels of compassion from him? How does God, the love of God, dwell in him? My children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So the reason I'm talking about this character issue of generosity is because greed is one of the things. Greed and control and power squelches generosity, squeezes it out of your heart, causes you to be a smaller person, a more fragile person, a person with less depth, a person that has no valor, no honor. And when we, are, when we are recognizing that God says he wants us to be a people of generosity, of love, and that the love of God that dwells in our hearts motivates us to give without expectation. So one of the second characteristics of God honoring generosity is the aim of bringing pleasure to God. Even if the person doesn't receive it well, you can know that your Father in Heaven is smiling on you, even if they don't notice it. So God is pleased with our giving because it reflects his own generous heart. It generates thanksgiving to him. It's a vital part of fellowship and communion with the body of Christ and the world that he loves that is lost. He's pleased when we give. I like this verse. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he who soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And the Greek word for chill, cheer, cheerful sorry, is his, hisalaris in the Greek, hisalaris. And that means merry or hilarious, the prompt or willingness. A hilarious giver is one who eagerly gives God the first fruits of his increase and takes advantage of all the opportunities to meet needs of others. So the cycle of generosity continues because... God is able to make all grace abound towards you and me, always having all sufficiency in all things, that we may abound in every good work. Because as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he's given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever. He ministers seed to the sower, both minister, ministry for bread for your food and multiplying your seed that is sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. And so then we're enriched in everything, which should cause us to have great thanksgiving for God. So the third characteristic We're coming to the end of the show. We're going to pick this up tomorrow. The third characteristic I want you to think about is generosity. This is the goal to strengthen and unify the body of Christ. When we are generous with one another, we strengthen the body of Christ, which makes us better able to withstand the world and the evil one. The human body illustrates the unity and interdependence that God designed to characterize the church. As members of the body of Christ, we need one another. And when we have much, we should give generously and graciously. And when we have needs, we receive with humility and gratitude. You see, think about how you feel when you give something to someone and they say, no, 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 don't give that. No, I don't deserve that. If they receive it generously, then it increases you. This is why the giving and receiving is both generous, both an an aspect of generosity so we want to follow the example of Christ and inspire one another to be followers of God, to walk in love as Christ loved us. So we're going to end here today. So make sure you join me tomorrow as we talk more about generosity and the impact on relationship and the world around us. When, when people that are not Christians experience generosity, This breaks their heart in a good way. It warms their heart. And it causes them to be more open to the idea of God, the God who loves them. Have a great day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Be generous. Be generous.